Okay, no, but um, some of the lightning round questions. Number three, your last concert, favorite concert is one of each. There are some two-parters. Um, and then number nine, your favorite movie soundtrack and score. The soundtrack is a compilation of music. So think about Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, yeah. that album, basically yeah. all those 70s, 80s pop R&B hits or whatever. And then the score is basically background music. Something like the Joker score. Oh. Or something like harry potter or princess bride or something yes yeah, so that was my answer i gave my movie soundtrack a 11 out of 10 that was my score for it what <laughs> oh wait that's what you meant by that's what you meant by score that, that's well that's what you meant by score <laughs> no that is not what i meant by score stop you <laughs> No, that is not what I meant by score. By score, I meant, you know, music that was specifically written for the movie. Okay. I am not doing this donkey laugh. What what example would you you have to change my answer from 11 out of 10 to something? Yeah, you can. Just freaking choose Beauty and the Beast. Daddy, get it over with. I'm so freaking out with you. I'm actually crying. Oh my god, my stomach hurts so much right now. Oh, prepare for more of this. This is. everybody and welcome back to the soundtracks of our lives part two of my past um because basically i get to reminisce with some of my favorite people today we have desi fernando here today hi and we have dania rajo as well hello <laughs> i'm sorry do you want me to say your full names no it's fine no nobody knows me it's <laughs> okay great wonderful um I've known these two from my days in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. They're some of my closest friends. Years. Some of my ten, ten years, years. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, you're my closest friends, my longest friends. Um, but our listeners don't know you, so I'm gonna give you the chance, well, you two, the chance to formally introduce yourselves. So, whoever wants to go first. So I'm Danielle. Um, I live and study in Glasgow, in Scotland which is in the United Kingdom, um, in case, you know, you don't know. <laughs> I study international business here. I've known violin since high school. Um, I'm a Gemini. 
Do I have to do that too? Do I have to give my star sign? No, no, you don't need to give your star <laughs> sign. Hi, everyone. My name is Desi. I am currently in Toronto studying social work in university. Um, I met Rylan, I want to say grade five or grade six. I think I met him like a couple of times while he was on like prefect duty or something. Probably. And yeah, and then we joined the environmental club and then I met him. I got to know him more through Danny because we were in church together, all the three of us. Yes, mm-hmm. we were. Yeah. And we were in the environmental club. I forgot yeah. about that. I yeah. I was Those, trips to the farm. Those trips to the farm were it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we went on a couple of retreats together. And yeah, the rest is pretty much history. Just know each other ever since then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, just I forgot about environmental club and the retreats and stuff. Yeah, that was, that was, so was fun. quite fun, weren't they? I loved the retreat. They were really fun. Tough ones, honestly. It. Oh, it was it. Um, I like the hymns. Because they had what? dance steps to it. The what? The hymns. Honestly, yeah. yeah hymns the praise and worship so was. I think that's what honestly got me into worship a lot more because we went to those retreats and they were so mm-hmm. fun. There's something about modern <laughs> praise and worship that's just. It hits so different. It hits different. Absolutely. It's not like, you know, you're just quiet. You actually, like, speak and you express yourself through music and through singing. And then obviously you just do, like, chatting. Yeah. Just... Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a great way to start this. So as you both know, this is the soundtrack of our lives. We're going to be delving deep into the past. Right now, we're going to go back in time. I'm going to ask that you take me back to your earliest memories of music, how it influenced you, who influenced you, the places or anything else that influenced your taste in music from back when you were a child. So, you know, set the scene for me. What was it like growing up with that kind of music around? (laughs) Danny, just talk. (laughs) No, I remember... um... (laughs) (laughs) So I think for like most people, your parents would be the first ones to introduce you to music. So whatever they like, you would like. So my parents would like obviously stuff from when they were younger. So like the 70s, the 80s, not much the 90s, but you know, I think they were trying to be hip or whatever. So they would just play songs from the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the radio would also be quite a big influence when I was, you know, growing up. But then when you go up to high school, you know, your friends play more of an influence then, but you would only really listen to like the top 100 hits and no one would really have a favorite artist unless it was like the trending artist of the time. So it was like Justin Bieber, One Direction, Katy Perry, like when we were growing up like in high school, right? Right. And then now it's basically whoever I liked as a child like whatever my parents would play like I would listen to them now mm-hmm. and then people like Hosier is that how you say his name Hosier Hosier shit I don't know Hosier everyone knows who I'm talking Hosier. about though yeah yeah yes. so I'd listen to a lot of him now a lot of his songs now and just like, whoever mm-hmm. I find on Spotify and I like them, I'll, like, listen to their music for, like, a day or two, get tired of it, move on to the next one. 
Sorry, did you just like hear a little bit of her accent there? It was so cute. I yes, <laughs> I heard it. Oh, what did I say? Nothing, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, you mentioned your parents and how they influenced you as well. Um, a lot of the guests I've had on so far, pretty much said the same thing. It's like basically the earliest development of our music tastes happened in the backseat of our parents' car, either with what they played through CDs or like their MP3s or whatever to whatever was on the radio. And that was what we grew up listening to. And we were just, um, you know, just immersed with all of it, like immersed in all of it. Yeah, so my parents did play like a really, really big influence on my taste in music and they used to have like a bunch of CDs and we used to play them like when we were at home. So there would never be like silence at home. There would always be, you know, the radio playing or just their music playing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's carried forward to now. Like I would always have the radio on or like just my earphones and just play something. Um, So it's never quiet for you. It's never quiet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or not like I don't I don't want to hear it's it's a good thing and it's like it's always like it's always like those CDs that are like low-key scratched so you can't even like hear it smooth it's just there's always a little bit of it's like a little bit crackle or hiss or something like that yeah Yeah. and then we have well we used to have this record player as well so dad used to put on his whole his old like right his old like reggae tunes and stuff I I think he used to be like friends with DJs so then they used to give him like these big records Stop. and he used to play I all of it. those. One big record that I can remember was um, Fall Marley and the Wailers, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then we used to have one, I think it was an Elton John record. So that used to play like constantly in my house. I, just, I think those were the only two that used to work out of like the 40 that we used to have. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> And then last Christmas, I got this Michael Bublé uh, record for that same record player. The Christmas record? So you know, my, yeah, so that's my yeah. first record that I bought for that collection. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Michael Bublé's voice must sound heavenly on a record player. Oh, it's <laughs> smooth. It's so silky. Oh, I'm so... Especially, like, especially I, on a record player. Holy yeah. Movie. I know one of my friends had a record player and I just listened to like a couple of songs there and I'm just like, I'm saving. I, I need to get one. I, mm-hmm. I love right. it so much. Oh. oh my God, please do. They are yeah. the greatest. I think from, like, the the newer, yeah, from like the newer artists, um, George Ezra, Michael Bublé, Paloma Faith, mm-hmm. Adele. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing Harry Styles would sound really, really good. Oh, on he sounds like it's on another level. It's, a masterpiece wow just don't even it and just the feels <laughs> that it gives you it's so different like you play it and like it's dark and you have like a dim light on and like it's during christmas right so you have like your twinkly christmas lights on and it's right just so it's like romantic-y but romantic-y it's very yeah. romantic, romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I could say English was my favorite. No, I love that. It's very romantic and easy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It's very romantic, but like subtle. It's just got this like subtle romance to it, even though it's like a Christmas song or songs. Right. It's I mean, it's the atmosphere. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. No, it's it's about the atmosphere while they're written that record. Like like you said, the dim lights, the Christmas lights like twinkling and just sets the tone. I can't I shit, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I agree. I feel like just it's so like obviously we play it on like stereos and like just regular DVD players. Like that's what we would do at home, but like Right. I feel like a record player just feels so much more authentic. Oh it, it does. I mean it is. Right? Because well, it's, yeah, the, it's yeah. like the last form of analog equipment. CDs and stuff, it's all like digital in a sense. So, Yes, Danny. Yes. In fact, I do agree with that. Yeah. It sounds sick to me. It does sound sick. Light a few candles, you know. Yeah. No, honestly. Get that romantic <laughs> No one get Desi a record player. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get it just so I can set all that up and just Snapchat that to you because I will 100% do that. And then you'll just pack it up after. <laughs> yeah, sure. Or I might just, you know, put on a Harry Styles record and cry to myself. That's fine. Either oh. or. <laughs> you know that? Is it Bill Clinton? No, what's funny is that that meme, like holding like the fine line album, that yeah. was my profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> Not on like my main, like on my Finsta, like my other Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. account. That was my profile picture for like a whole three months. Because <laughs> I was like, honestly, I don't know what better way to depict myself as a human being other than that. The Bill Clinton holding the Bill Clinton mind. meme, like it's just it's facts, it's honestly facts. Yeah. Oh my god. Gonna dive into that later. So let's just. <laughs> yes. So, Desi, <laughs> it's um, your turn. Um. Yeah. So same thing. You know, set the scene. Take me back to your earliest memories of music when you were growing up. I'm pretty much the same with Danny. Like I never really followed any artists when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like I just listened to whatever sounded good to me. Right. But um yeah like my first few memories were definitely like whatever my parents played in the car which was usually like hymns like it was just mm-hmm. hymns on the way to church mostly yeah well so, and oh remember <laughs> jesus take the wheel jesus take the wheel was like a staple oh in the house. my goodness yeah carrie underwood was like a queen the video was kind of freaky what was the oh i remember the video yeah, I never liked that song. It's just weird. Honestly, I was pretty young, right, when it came out. So I like I kind of thought that somebody would be dressed up as Jesus. And driving. I used to get scared <laughs> of the video. You were scared of the music video? Yeah. Just because <laughs> like it was weird someone coming and taking like the wheel of your car. Like it was just weird. I just like it. Well it's Jesus. Jesus can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> True. <laughs> Such intellectual conversation. I love. I it. love it. This is wonderful. <laughs> Jesus can do whatever. He wants. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> I just didn't like that video or the song. I don't like Carrie Underwood. What? That is a hot take right there. You yeah, like I Carrie Underwood. No, it's not that I don't like her. It's just that I wouldn't listen to her songs like. I don't like modern worship and praise. Like I prefer the old church hits, you know. The old church hits. Yeah, because there's a whole album called the Old Church. Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's watch that. I like that. <laughs> Wonderful. 
I just sing the old songs that everyone sings at church because I know them. It's not like I have to, you know, wait for the choir to first start singing and then I get to join. Okay, the like, that's true. Know. Yeah, very true. But babe, when did they ever sing Jesus Take the Wheel at church? <laughs> <laughs> Never. It was just a song that our parents listened to. Yeah. I don't know where you went to church because I was there with you the entire time. Yeah, so where really I don't know what church you were at because we were there together, like all of us together. Like the and... church wasn't a thing. I'm so confused. Yeah, this there was the one church that we went to. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, do you remember that choir mistress as well? This is the reason that I didn't Wait, join. Is the it church. the short one? Is it the short, yeah. the short Indian woman? She was scary. She was oh. so scary. She was terrifying. But then youth choir was fun. Violet and I, in fact, were in the choir together in school. Oh, I remember. Yes. With Mr. Peter. Were you in it, Desi? I don't think you I were was in there. It. I wasn't there with Mr. Peter. I was there with Miss Paula and, um, was it Miss Paula? Was that her name? The year after Mr. Peter. And then, I don't know who came. Who was Petra? I think, Petra. No. Yeah, no, it was just Petra. It, Petra wasn't. Petra was Petra after Petra? Peter. Yes. Yeah. I would think I was with Petra for like a year and then. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, man, it's Petra. Like, well, I still, I still remember the day I went to quit. She, she was like, oh, like I have your costumes for like prize day or something, and it was these terrible bright pink dresses, and I was like, oh, no. They were like, they're like puffy Ouch. sleeves with like ruffles at the end, and oh, no. I was like, see, this not. is why I appreciated Peter because he was just like. A guy like he, he would he didn't no care. legit though our was costumes was were so, so were yeah. so casual mm-hmm. it was so good he used to be in a well i think maybe he's still in a band but he's probably still yeah but no I like when i'm friends with him on facebook <laughs> 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 oh my god no but yeah no when we were in choir he was he was part of a band and stuff i think he was like there were some points where he was actually like producing the music or mixing the music while we were at practice and shit it was funny he was just bored all the time yeah because like we knew more shit <laughs> or we just didn't care or we didn't care yeah or or not, not <laughs> scared. i still remember when like people were like oh like we have a new like male like music teacher coming in everyone went psycho <laughs> like that was oh god and he was what hungarian yeah yeah <laughs> as i was saying <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, my first few memories of music were pretty much, yeah, whatever my parents played in the car, so it was mostly, like, hymns or a lot of country music in there. Um, I would sing the radio every once in a while, but, like, it was, like, my mom and my dad didn't really play a lot of singly songs at first, but mm-hmm. my dad really liked, um, like, Lionel Richie, and he kind of liked Michael Jackson, but it was more... The R and B kind of so. yeah, it was a very yeah. it was very like that type of music in that type of era. And then um, my mom, she loved ABBA. She like from day one. Like mom I mean, is like her who favorite. Doesn't like a mom yeah. who doesn't like ABBA is non-existent. I think it's just like a requirement, you know. Like so, honestly, but like anyone who doesn't like ABBA, it's so uncommon. It's cancelled. No. I swear, big mom loves ABBA. Used to love Princess Diana. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just a brown mom thing. Yeah, yes. probably like another. I think it's just another Sri Lankan thing. My mom loved the song um, by New Romance, like this one song where it's like your my first love. 
the you're my first love like that one song she would always play for like she would always put like on the playlist for parties or whatever and she would like always be singing it around when I was younger not a lot now mm-hmm. but that was like one of the first songs I heard from like the 70s or 80s because she I don't know what it is about that song she just freaking loved it so much so when I heard it for the first time I was like I actually really like the style of that song so then that's when I like my first intro to like the old like oldies from like 70s onwards mm-hmm. and I think with my mom's like obsession with not an obsession but like her love for that era and then my dad like my dad liking it too like it was a lot of country based music like a lot of very guitar based music yeah so like a lot of folk a lot of like yeah a lot of folk and it's actually like a decent amount of r&b and stuff and then with my sister there like obviously we listened to like the radio and like just the top 40s Mm -hmm. and whatever so that's like how my dad would hear like jason moran's or like um shakira or like justin bieber or like simple plan britney spears toxic my god the amount of times i played in my car um like as i grew up it was just I would just listen to whatever I liked. Like, I didn't really have a specific genre that I stuck to. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would just be on all ends of the spectrum. So, yeah, it was pretty much, pretty much that type of vibe back home. And then when I was in high school, it just got a little bit more focused. Like, remember the phase with Glee? Oh. The Glee soundtrack was, I think everybody, yeah. everybody went through that phase. Like, everywhere, mm-hmm. that was all you would listen to. And At I, some point of their lives, yeah. Yeah. I love Glee. Thing is, I listened to it before I even. Wa- I never watched the show. Like I only watched the show in like grade mm-hmm. twelve, but I would listen to Glee, like the soundtrack in like grade eight or something mm-hmm. on like my tiny as MP3 player. Like yeah. I, I thought oh, like those the Mary you saw. Oh, they were so cute. Honestly, I have so many memories attached to that thing. Take me back Honestly, home. like my first one was like the like Sony pill ones. The- oh my god. Like the light blue one. Oh my goodness. I remember I, one of my family friends just loaded songs on that. And that's I'm how sorry. I got into my like, pop punk emo phase. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest, I don't even remember what brand mine was. Because it wasn't like Apple or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a random one. I think mine was a Sony Excelia or something. Oh, the Ericsson was... thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. It was probably Sony, but I don't... It wasn't the Ericsson one, though. That's it, was like the, it was a Walkman, probably, then. It was kind of like a Walkman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just remember the color. I remember it being like a really deep pink. Yeah, for my twelfth birthday, that's all I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, going back to Glee, I think it like opened a lot of like our generation up to really old songs and it like did. show tunes. Yeah, yeah. it honestly it really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because really a lot did. of people would you know listen to that first didn't know who it was by they did they wouldn't know it was a cover and then they would listen to the original yeah that's actually how I like got into Bruno Mars because I heard I thought Marry You was the original song like by them oh yeah. and then I found out that it was Bruno Mars and I was like oh sh-. and then the whole like grenade phase and like yeah that whole know, album do all the hooligans is insanely good that was a, like that was honestly a cultural reset like it was insane that was probably yeah. one of his best albums it, it is I think yeah that and probably 24 karat magic now that those albums that's pretty good mm-hmm. yeah i would just pretty much browse like whatever i came across and liked i would just listen to and then yeah like i think as i grew up i just got a little bit more focused on like i i didn't go looking for music but i kind of found out what i liked more and that was more pop rock or indie rock a lot of r&b um country 
which right. is kind of upsetting because like nobody liked country. I was like, why does anyone want to jam out country with me? Like, I, Jason really liked it, so I was like, thank God. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he listens to a lot of those type of songs and like folk songs. Right. But I was it know like him. older country or like new country? It was more older country for me. And then, like, was, I started, like yeah, because like, I don't think any of us can deal with the contemporary country stuff no, that's coming out now. Like, no. absolutely not. It's, I would tell you know really good Kenny Rogers. Oh, freaking amazing. I think the yeah. closest I've come to liking the country from today would be, is that Casey Musgraves? That's how you say your name? Casey Musgraves, yeah. I can't even say your name. Musgraves, yeah. <laughs> Musgraves, whatever. Her. <laughs> Casey her. Musgraves. That's- <laughs> yeah. Her. Um, I really like Mae Muller. I really like her too. And yeah, there's like obviously like a few others there, but um, I really like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, Chris really Capleton is. Yeah. Do you know that song, Tennessee Whiskey? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. I love that song. That was the first song I heard from him. And I was like, sure. Yeah. That's, it's such a great song. Yeah. You know the thing with like older country music is lit- it's like, it doesn't even have a chorus. It's just them telling a story and it's just so cool. That's what I like about that's, it, honestly. That's what yeah. country music was about back then. It yeah. was the story, not really, you know, the structure of a song in a sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was pretty much it and then yeah 2010 happened and my life just focused on the one freaking boy <laughs> yeah let's delve right into that no what did danny say oh yeah what did danny say your life took new meaning what your life took new meaning it did oh, it it. really did <laughs> 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 oh lord that's too much <laughs> yeah yes i mean 2010 changed your life you want to tell the people why um so that's a show called x factor that i never watched (laughs) when i was younger (laughs) (laughs) because we would just see like the audition tapes on like youtube and stuff right Mm -hmm. and i remember i watched um liam paints and harry styles first and i was like oh cuties there's little little babies well they were like six years older than me at the time but still like they were just really they still tiny. <laughs> yeah that, yeah they right <laughs> they didn't no like well at the time i had no standards so I was, yeah like, well, incredible. <laughs> like so, after you look in the uk i'm like they were not very good looking they just look like typical teenage british boys but the thing is like at well, the yeah. time that was it right like the hair and like that was exactly like, what people were looking for yeah like at that time like was not attractive either like his hair made me want to kill myself when i look at it now but at the time it's like that swoop like no you know so (laughs) i never thought that i never liked it but like i'm just saying like that was a style at the time right like to have the big hair or whatever what was i saying yeah so i never watched x factor or whatever i just like i followed a few of the videos on youtube Mm -hmm. and you just saw those auditions yeah and like i still didn't follow them i was just like okay, whatever, it's just like another TV show. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my friends at the time, she didn't watch it either, but she she did follow it a little bit more than I did. And she showed me like a few of their performances and I was like, oh shit, like they're not too bad. They're pretty freaking good, blah, blah. And then <laughs> they they were done with X Factor and like they just blew up in popularity. And I was, I like I was watching, but I was just like wonder how this is gonna go and then what makes it beautiful came out and i was like <laughs> like this is this is shit like i hate myself i already hate myself like the second it came out i was like well i know that's it i'm done mm-hmm. like 
what else do I have to live for? I'm 10 years old and I'm dedicating myself to people I don't even know. I'm dedicating myself to people who are from the country that was colonized by Mike. What did I just say? <laughs> that colonized your country, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> you want to say that again? Yeah. <laughs> because these five young little British boys colonized your country. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, come take over. Like, <laughs> please take over. Just take anything you want. You want have. Just take you, yeah, you already did. Just just keep going. Just keep taking. Just keep going. Take like, it all. Only you five are allowed to come. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I didn't yeah. take my life too. Just you know. <laughs> well, you've done a pretty good job so far. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know what it was to be honest. I just like really got into it, and I. Just, I'm pretty sure my parents wanted to hit me in the face because I would not shut up about it. Mm. And Daddy, don't give me that face. <laughs> you were what? the same. <laughs> you were the exact same. It was all of us. <laughs> yeah, don't even lie. It's it, the only difference is Desi's face is still going. You oh, stopped at some point. So. Yeah, it's mine's just never ending. This is we've accepted. My honestly question for my mom was, which one do you think is cuter? And what about when they wear this? And what about this? And do you like this song or this song better? Because I want to make one my ringtone, but I don't know which one. <laughs> oh my god! So for my phone, I, there was like no way to like set up a ringtone, so I would just like record it, like record the song as it yeah. played. <laughs> I think like the intro of one thing was my intro. It was my sorry, what was my Your ringtone. ringtone? Yeah, I don't remember which one my ringtone was. It was just the intro because that was like I thought I was being cool by not having words. The in whole my song, yeah. Honestly, knowing me, it was probably just Harry singing. Um, <laughs> what was I that saying? Would, right. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I got I was I dived in very very deep and mm-hmm. I was I was like I'm just gonna spend all my money and time supporting them and <laughs> I just remember going like whenever we would go shopping I would look for the Union Jack. Like, I really wanted to wear the flag. Right. Just because they were from the UK. Mm-hmm. And my parents would just be like, and I remember Danny having a Union Jack tank top too. Me? <laughs> yes, you did. Probably, I mean. And I remember my parents were like, why do you want like the UK flag so bad? And I was like, well, why not? It's just it's a nice flag. It's, you know, not like the country, you know, colonized us already. That's <laughs> great. I was like, support <laughs> well, we such disappointments to our ancestors aren't we? honestly i'm pretty sure my parents just wanted to freaking hit me in the face <laughs> but it was just yeah i don't know like i just i think they were like the first artists that i, I think no i followed i remember i was obsessed with selena gomez like in grade seven mm-hmm. and then they were <laughs> and, then, and then they came along yeah and then they came along and i was just yeah yeah. And I st- I'm still just vibing, supporting mm. them as solo artists. I'm just did you like out here. Um, High School Musical? I did, yeah. Like, did you love High School Musical? All the songs and like, like do I know all of them and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like, were you obsessed with it? I wasn't obsessed with it, but I did love it. Like, I hated people like that. Well, you didn't like me when we first met anyway. Yeah, because, like, when we went on our India trip, people were so excited when High School Musical was on TV, and I was like, why? Oh, my God, I remember that. That was whack. Like, it's a nice movie and all, but I never understood why people were so into the music. Mm -hmm. 
Because it's not that. I mean, it, it wasn't that unique. No, it was no, very Disney. It was very, very Disney. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. I never liked the Disney not song. Not unlike stuff Disney put out before, anyway. So it was really weird why it was just such. There was so much hype around it. Mm-hmm. Like, so much. Mm-hmm. I love this. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, dance music, yay. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I had Zac Efron, like, bridge magnets and stuff, but you know. <laughs> what a time actual what a time yeah so that was that was that that was the beginning of my life Harry Styles is a superb artist he is he still is I mean he's he's just he's just art he's he is art he's a superb um I know I'm saying superb a lot I don't know why he's a really good performer Mm-hmm. He has a fantastic fashion style. Like, he's an yeah. icon. Like his fashion style, his stage presence, everything about. Oh, him. His, his, like, I remember I watched this video on like the evolution of Harry Styles' stage presence. Because why the hell wouldn't I? <laughs> and there's like this one. This is one video of him like performing "What Makes You Beautiful," mm-hmm. and like there's a part where he just studies stuff. So like it was one of his first performances, obviously, and you can see his hand like shaking, and then it's a performance from like the beginning of the year, and it's mm-hmm. like you've seen the way he performs, like it's his, like his confidence, yeah. like how much he like he gets so into it, and I'm like, you know what, King, like oh honestly, no, I remember watching um videos of the rock and roll induction Hall of Fame induction ceremony, yeah, because he inducted uh, Stevie Nicks, yeah, and oh my god, them performing together. Oh, I started turning up. That was so I was, sick. I was, I was gone. I was dead. I deceased. I passed away. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's looking for synonyms for dead. <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> no, but yeah, that oh. dynamic together was just... Oh um, my god. No, it was, it was insane. Like, I love the way he talked about Stevie Nicks too. The way he introduced her like i was sobbing i was like shit man don't you realize that's you for us like crap like yeah and oh like God. that's like two of his <laughs> favorite people too like oh, wow. like stevie nicks i mean oh you can't get better than stevie nicks you can't no and like um so for his for his new album he performed like the whole set list like the whole album mm-hmm. at the forum um and he had stevie nicks come perform there he and they sang landslide together. And I was I was dead. I was gone. <laughs> Does he <use> the <laughs> <laughs> oh, I it was insane. It was actually his um BBC Radio One performance of I think it was a Lizzo song. Juice. Oh juice. Oh, that yeah. was so sick. It's so he's just so natural and he's so suave. It's so beautiful. <laughs> His voice is just butter. It's mm-hmm. just, it's it just butter. And then his smirk and everything. Gosh, <laughs> right? I, I freaking hate him. Like, who the hell does he think he is? Because <laughs> nobody <laughs> can be this like physically attractive. His smile, like, I want to live in his dimple. His smile is going to be the death of me. <laughs> He's incredible fashion sense. He's a sweetheart. Why have I been obsessed with him since I was ten years old? Pissing me off. <laughs> I want to live in a symbol. 
<laughs> Do you know how many times I've said that to my friends? I literally messaged one of my friends because we were looking for an apartment at the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just live at Harry's Thousand Dimple. I probably have to pay like $5 rent. I'll have like a full loft furnished, you know? The whole thing. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite cool how, um, you know, we're really into Harry. And Harry's influenced like quite a lot of girls to like you know, guys who dress up like him, which, you know, before would be considered quite feminine. Yeah. Right, right. So it's not, it's not just like the music industry that he's like, I don't know, emerging. Influencing. But it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's everything. Yeah. yeah. It is. And it's quite cool how music can do that. Yeah. It's Absolutely. Because before like Freddie Mercury, he, he was a big fame and yeah. people didn't like him because he was gay. And yeah. he had HIV. Well, he died of HIV. Yeah. And people thought of that as such a taboo. But then with Harry Styles, you know, he wears nail polish. He dresses up, you know, mm-hmm. quite differently to what, like, masculine men would wear. Right. But it's not a taboo anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, Especially you think about artists like Elton yeah. John, who's lived through both of those mm-hmm. yeah. where it was taboo and now it's not. Like, it must seem like, it must be, like, such an beautiful thing to watch too right to see right absolutely the acceptance of things and how they've changed and so honestly one of the things i love about it because if an artist takes that step to be so like unapologetically themselves it just opens so much for so many people and i feel like harry does that and he it's not like him or anybody else or like ignorant to everything else right like we talk about how like lgbtq plus matters and black Mm -hmm. lives matter and like talking to various charities that don't get enough attention like right there's just so much that you can do with your power and harry does that and so like millions of other artists mm-hmm. and like just that influence is like more than enough to support them you know like <sighs> do you need a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh wow i'm gonna say i'm not laughing at what desi said because it's like you know it's true it's Oh, absolutely no. Yeah. I'm just laughing I, at Desi because <laughs> I have like, it's Desi. a smile on my face right now. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, the influence that these artists carry in our lives as well as, you know, being topical about issues that are going on today and everything. Because um, it's like music is no longer just about music. music. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's about your internet presence and your presence on like online platform obviously mm-hmm. and how you influence other people like people will put you down if you don't say the right thing these are like air quotes yeah couldn't have said it better myself you're right thank you he's bloody fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right i know you can talk about him for hours but yes. gonna i'm gonna move... save my album talk for later yes. yeah no we're gonna move on and <laughs> basically based off the past and just you know, talking about your lives and everything. I wanted to get into any pivotal moments in your lives where music played an important role. It could be, you know, like a coping mechanism for something rough that you went through, or, you know, it could just be used as an escape, you know, when you just wanted to block everything out, let the music in. Pretty much where music was really a guiding hand to help you through that pivotal moment or pivotal moments. I think, um, I don't know, I've not had like a pivotal moment as such, but um, just every day you would listen, well, I would listen to like a different 
like just whatever I feel like I would listen to or like at different times of the day I would listen to different music mm-hmm. styles so like when I wake up you know it would be the radio so whatever they're playing on the radio it's usually quite cheerful in the morning then the night would be like more ballady songs but obviously now I I don't know music is coming out now but then like new music is coming out now but I just want to not focus on the now so then I'll listen to like stuff from my childhood mm-hmm. again what I used to listen to at home and then if I want to feel a certain way so like if I want to you know one day I miss going out like clubbing or whatever I'll like listen to whatever songs used to play at the club and just have my little dance party you know just get transformed mm-hmm. there <clears throat> yeah yeah or if I miss Abu Dhabi I'll just like listen to songs I would listen to over there like mm-hmm. just wherever like music just takes you to a place so wherever yeah. I want to be in that Absolutely. time I'll listen to yeah. the music I would listen to there and then lately I've been listening I don't know you've not asked me what I've been listening to lately but you know just like right now I'm listening to well last night I kind of missed going out so I was listening to you know club hits mm-hmm. but it was more R&B and some uh I've been listening to a lot of Latin music. Like I used to listen to a lot of Latin music in high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it was just like a thing back then. Oh, it still is. Um, it's, it's a huge thing. It is. Like, the Latin now. music industry is huge. I think Latin music and K-pop are the two mm-hmm. biggest ones. Are the two biggest like mm-hmm. rising Inter- ones. Yeah. 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 For sure. Because like, obviously you have like the US and the UK, which are the big ones. Obviously the US is bigger. Yeah. But then I think Latin music is also there. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to a lot of like Latin and Afrobeats as well. Yeah. I think Afrobeats is just so cool. Like it is. My mom I and I. Love, will yeah. to... I love the Afrobeats. Honestly, the sound itself like is insane. It's so unique. It just makes me like instantly so happy. The like you just you can't not get good vibes from music like that. Like I remember right. like Jason playing Fuse ODG for us mm-hmm. in school. And I was like, I really love this. I don't know where it came from, but I loved it. It's just positive vibes. And my mom yeah. and I share a Spotify account. She can't use it properly, but then sometimes I'll like send her songs. And um, she was born and raised in Africa for like quite a substantial amount of her youth. And she likes African music. So she like listen to my little Afrobeat songs try to dance to it and send me little videos and stuff but you know it's cute so like it's also a bonding experience yeah. with the two of us right yeah. i feel like afrobeats is a very underrated genre music i mean world yeah, music in general like afrobeats or brazilian music you know, oh, bossa nova music and everything all of it is very underrated i mean desi living in toronto i'm assuming you've heard a lot of like soca music as well oh yeah which like, is tons. i mean which again is that happy-go-lucky, cheerful kind of music. Yeah. And it's just, you can't not feel happy or feel joyous when you're listening to it. I remember one song, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was by Mohimbi or something. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I, oh, Happiest Man Alive. Oh my God, I loved that <laughs> song. I was obsessed. Do you remember Under the Coconut Tree with Nicole? Yeah, yeah. We would dance that like all the we time would, at your yeah, house. Like, I remember whenever I would go to like daddy's house and stuff, there was always like a little playlist of like soca music or like afrobeats or just like spanish songs in general a lot mm-hmm. of shakira a lot of shakira oh, a lot of i mean shakira though yeah yeah absolutely 
I remember, I remember one of her concerts in Abu Dhabi, I think it was at the Emirates Palace, it was being streamed. Like that was one of the only concerts that was streamed on Dubai One. Really? At that time, yeah, yeah. At that time, yeah. And yeah. everyone was tuned in and just watching her perform. And that woman is a goddess. Like, no, when she, like the Super Bowl, I I just, I couldn't comprehend it. Like I just couldn't. I watched that video at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, just that, and also like just a little like waka waka part. Because that was like such an integral part of our high school experience. I was like, that oh, is- was. Absolutely. Oh, that was amazing. And she looks exactly the same. Sounds mm-hmm. exactly the same. She just gets better. With age, she yes. Better. She just gets- absolutely. I don't know how. Don't know how. She- like, it was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to that concert. I oh, Not at Emerald Palace. She played at um, Yas Island. You saw well. Shakira live? Yes, I saw I Shakira live. live. I'm so confused. Ugh! What I would give, what I would give to see. talking to Jason after I listened to last week's podcast episode and I was like I want to listen to more Afrobeat music because I haven't like found mm-hmm. anything good yeah and he was like I'll make you a list so we had a deal because nice. I remember I posted like a One Direction song on my story and he was like honestly I actually really like the sound of this song blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and I was like I'll make you a list I'll give you like I'll give you a list of One Direction songs to listen to and I just I can't choose because I'm the most indecisive person on the planet so I was like <laughs> give me like what type of song you want like the vibes or whatever so he was like, okay, I'll make you a deal. You make me your One Direction list, I'll make you an Afrobeats list. So <laughs> that's, that's the plan. That's what's happening. And I'm currently compiling a spreadsheet for him and he's doing the same thing. I love it. That's so I beautiful. I thinking about his spreadsheet too much though. I don't even know if he's doing this. Maybe I'm just extra. I'm like, he'll probably just like write it on his phone and send it to me and I'm like categorizing Honestly. and I'm like, if you want to feel this. this <laughs> Do you remember Ed Sheeran's and Fuse ODG's? song it was Boa Me. On his collaborations album, right? Yeah. Was that Fuse ODG? Yeah. <laughs> that song was really great. Like you should listen to it. That was a great after. song. I didn't know that was Fuse ODG shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my no, God. but I mean just that, you know, speaks to the power of music. I like I've always been a believer of music should be shared. Yeah. Everyone. Like Definitely. you know if you have something, if you love something, spread it out. See maybe you'll find people who love it too and it's like the ultimate icebreaker. Like it you is. meet so Honestly. many people through music. I think I just think that's it's like, not even like it's the music that like it doesn't have to be you have to like what I like. It's just like a conversation yeah. starter. Like you could absolutely, absolutely hate what I like. Yeah. Exactly. But like it's nice it's like nice to know what somebody else experiences through music. Mm-hmm. Cuz exactly. like you don't like you just never know what the reasoning is behind it, right? So Even even mm-hmm. with the same song, there's so many different ways to like interpret something oh, yeah. or 100%, and yeah. You know when I learned that so there's I think it was an X Factor audition, um, and it was Labyrinth's Jealous, and it was this young boy, and he sang it, and everyone started crying, and he explained why that song was so like meaningful to him. So it's a it's a love song, well, right. kind of a love song. So there were a couple, and then you know the girl left him for someone else, and you know the guy singing Labyrinth, he hopes that this girl is happy, right? So that's what the song actually meant. Mm-hmm to Labyrinth when he wrote it and right. sang it. But then with this boy on X Factor, it was um, 
that his friend died and this boy was jealous that he's not with him anymore and that he's you know somewhere else in a better place and it's just oh so like God. cool how he came up with that yeah in his head you know came up right. with it but he thought of that song in that way mm-hmm. even though it was written in some other form right you know, it's right? very interpretive right yeah. like either way music is art and art is subjective like mm-hmm. yeah ex- that's exactly what it is music is yeah. art and art is subjective to everyone like your experience with it is your own and that's what makes it so interesting to talk about because it's like we we never experienced something like that right we like thank god knock on wood but like there's something else that we've experienced that nobody else would think about right like mm-hmm. absolutely is, that's so cool shit i mean it's sad but like no, I mean, it's, it's just, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And like, you could tell that everyone felt what he felt at that time. <laughs> Good, we're getting emotional on this podcast. Yeah, like we did last week. Oh, that was pain. Dude, that was, oh, I could not handle that. I, I was about to cry right there. That was... What were you so talking rough. about that got us so emotional? I'm so confused. No, 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 not us. I'm talking about... um. Oh, Jonathan's yeah Jonathan's like volunteering story thing I was like fuck why why would you tell me that now I don't want to cry on it do you not think it's quite cool how like for our parties even like Desi's they would play Spanish songs and soca music they had like simple ones right like Like, how random I just think like no it was it's like purposefully curated to those parties I think that's where we get it from. Like how we just like, we just listen to whatever we like. That's what we get. Our parents don't even care. They're just like, this mm-hmm. is a great song. Let's just keep playing it. Because exactly. yes, that's what we're like. Right. Got a lot. I mean, a lot of that influence too was from those parties. Let's oh, We heard all of that, like all the, you know, Latin music or soca music or whatever, like all yeah. the slow songs. Or like yeah. Dancing, all the fast songs to jive to and all that kind of stuff. Oh. <gasps> oh. You know what I think about it? I'm like, I hate myself for being like too shy to dance when I was like little. I know. I remember that. To, like, get up for it. It took me right? a while to like open up to it. It and took like, me so so long to like yeah. just. And like now we don't have them as much anymore because none of us are there and things are changing uh-huh. and they're leaving. It's like mm-hmm. heart meat break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a good thing I grew out of that shell, but then there's nowhere to showcase my performance <laughs> yeah but honestly sometimes i listen to certain songs and i'm just transformed to go back to danny's room and <laughs> in her room me with your room <laughs> we were so bad it was good you know <laughs> i don't know how yeah. our parents dealt with us oh i don't i really don't know how we any like, of our parents dealt with it any wasn't of us. Desi and me but it would be like me and erica and we would Come up with like dances and stuff to show our parents. Yeah, no, I would never do that. I'm too shy to do that. I mean, I did it when I was super young, mostly because I was forced, like forced to. But, <laughs> but no, I remember. Well, it was a Megan Trainor song, I think. It was either uh, uh, either that one or the other, the one from the Peanuts movie, I think. And you and oh, I, that was a good one. I know the dance. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a United. I remember we came home from school. We went to your parents' room. Not even your room. We went to your parents' room. And for some strange reason, we just started dancing there. And then your dad walked in and he's just unfazed. He's unfazed. He's like, what else would they be doing? Like, 
I just feel like our parents just grew immune to it. Like my parents, I was 13 years old and my parents really let me walk around the house like singing and blasting rock me. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I was, oh, 30, I was 13. I was saying like rock me, hit the pound. <laughs> I know you guys were there in year three. Year three. In Cambridge. I was in year, no, no, I was I in Cambridge in year three. I joined in year four. You were or wasn't? Yeah, I was. You were? I was. I was in Miss Sajata's dance performance surprise day. And do you know what song? Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. What song was it? Boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. No. I remember that. By the Venga boys. How did we dance that when we were, what, seven okay. years old? Wait, I think I actually danced to that song too. <gasps> at that did same you? price oh day. My oh my God. Goodness. It was a green costume. Yeah, okay, no, so yeah, we, I definitely did. Holy. I'm so mad that I wasn't at school at this point. That was so, like, obviously at that time, everyone's like, oh, it's Venga Boys, what else? <laughs> right, exactly. And then it was playing a couple of years after, and I was like, what the shit? Yeah, you, you actually <laughs> listen to the song, and you're like, what? No, you know what song? I can't, like, okay, sure, that was Rock Me, but then Candyman by Christina Aguilera. <gasps> Which one? Candyman. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. I, I genuinely thought it was just like a guy who's gonna bring sweets. Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. want my, I, I would literally just scream, I want myself. We would party. dance out for parties because that would be a good jive song. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was all oh, that was a great song in general. I like, so I love that song. But then But then you listen to the lyrics. Like, Holy Oh my and god. Nobody what, what? I'm like, why did nobody shut me up? Why did nobody <laughs> tell me? Like and the thing is with those songs like it's provocative but it's hidden you know like there are metaphors oh not in candy man it was pretty explicit well yeah <laughs> that is true but we were younger we just didn't know any better but our parents obviously knew but nobody came wanted to correct us another one was whistle flow writer yeah yeah i didn't know what it meant until i was like 15 i i, I don't think i even realized when i was 15 i think i only knew when i <laughs> i just don't i have no faith in myself to realize these things i'm not even kidding like I didn't even know what watermelon sugar meant until like someone had to explain it to me completely. Honestly, when I listened to watermelon sugar, I was just like, I want to think that it's about that, but I'm just not going to go there yet. <laughs> and then <laughs> I saw like articles on it and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely about that. And then like, obviously like a bunch of other people on Twitter and Instagram would be like saying it right. And then my cousins came over one night they would just like told me to put on a playlist so I just like I played a random playlist and Watermelon Sugar came on and they were like honestly this song is so good like I just don't understand where you got the concept from it I was like let's just watch the video so we watched the video and I explained it to them oh and God. they were like Desi that's crazy I was like well <laughs> well it's a very, it's a very metaphorical um, song thousands and tens of thousands on people on Twitter would say the same thing so <laughs> I mean, it's an art. And... It's an art. It's an art. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be whatever you want it to be. You know, I it just can. interpretation, right? It's all interpretation. I'm just. Insane. I can't. I can't. Like, I can't unhear. You know what song I can't unhear? "Love Myself" by Haley Steinfeld. When that song came out, I was like, Jesus Christ, because like the lyrics were literally, "When I go to sleep at night, I feel it deep inside, without you." And I'm like. Just FYI, 
Yes. I'm just realizing these lyrics now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when I first heard the song, I was like, yeah, like, you know, women empowerment, like, we don't need no man. Like, yes, like, queen. Well, we don't. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. Let's celebrate being independent. Let's celebrate being just, you know, all about us. And then. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I actually listened to the lyrics and I was like, oh, my God. And obviously, this is one of the songs I will play in the car because. Desi, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Oh, this was one of the songs overnight, right? That's, that's to be ashamed of. Yeah. That's to be ashamed of. I'm so mad. I'm like, why did my, my very religious mother never said anything about me going around screaming, rock me as a 13 year old? I'm. <sighs> my mom, she likes all these very like provocative songs, but I don't think she knows the meaning to them. They don't. They don't. No, they really they don't. don't. They'll and so play she them. would listen to all these like Mohambi and like Shaggy songs and she would like sing to them and we were both like my mom and I would come up with dances, right? But mm-hmm. she was always up for it. Because she probably didn't know what it meant. They don't listen to the lyrics, right? It's just like it's exactly like, it's they think about they just listen to the music itself, not yeah. the lyrics. We should like, be more like what they them. mean. I'm I'm way past that. I I'm never going back. After you do it once, there's no way you can go back to it. Mm-hmm. You oh, you know listen to it. You know the song Hallelujah, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you, like, what's your interpretation of that song? Because obviously there are so many different types, well, so mm-hmm. many different interpretations of it. Right. What's yours? Well, at first, I was like, this is a wonderful hymn, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I was wondering why they don't sing it at church. Even for years, um, Take Me to Church. I... Honestly, I thought that they were going to sing that at church the next week. I just think that you thought whatever, when, whatever song mentioned Jesus or church, you thought was a hymn. I just think that was yeah. your train of thought. Right. <laughs> right. Because that's what we grew up That's what we grew up on. Like is, whatever yeah. had Jesus or, or something like that in the title, that's what, or like just that was a God. hymn or like a praise and worship song. Yeah. We're just innocent little Catholic children. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, sis. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I lost that privilege. <laughs> oh my goodness. I like how I didn't even hesitate. I was like, no. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't agree to that. But yeah, no, when I I didn't even realize what Hallelujah was about until like I think an aunt had it explained and like an like a family friend explained it to me. Or like she just told she told me like one lyric that we like I didn't hear about her bathing or whatever mm-hmm. and then I went and I googled it and I was like mm, so much. but it's not about that like it's no not. one knows what it's about it's just like it's so confusing because people are just like oh it's definitely about this one thing but then you're like they're just really bad songwriters well they're not but like you know what I mean like it's just it's not that they're bad songwriters or anything like that it's not that it's a bad song. yeah no, no, sorry. it's just it just leaves a lot like open to, to interpret. interpret exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that could be what love myself is about maybe i'm just reaching you know <laughs> it's about empowerment nothing else watermelon sugar a lot of fruit salad nothing else <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i can assure you watermelon sugar is probably not about fruit salad. i mean it says i want in my belly so <laughs> again well, open again open to interpretation open to interpretation yeah subjective art is subjective that's it <laughs> Oh, man. oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I can't, I can't even talk after that. Oh, that's just funny. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna make them my Instagram bio. I'm not even kidding. What your main? Please do. That would be the funniest shit ever. No, what? Yeah, I'm gonna do it right now. What do you say? I'm gonna say watermelon sugar is a better food. <laughs> Um, that's what you want to call it. Okay, done. It's up. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> no, but, um, I I can't. Even, I don't even know how to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been a great ending. That yeah, we just like ended there. <laughs> just so, just so the listeners know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> such a mood switch from the watermelon sugar conversation. I'm going so to be so God. depressing. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, but um, Desi, what about you? What are some pivotal moments in your life where, you know, music was that cathartic or therapeutic tool to um, help you through it? I think for me, it started mostly when I left high school because like all through high school, it was just, I would just listen to music to fill time mostly. I never really listened to it for an experience. Like it was just like the same as Danny, right? Like you just play something in the morning for the fun of it. And right. you have a feeling that you want to just like feel more. So you would just listen to that more. So like we all have like playlists, right? Like when we're sad, we listen to more sad music or that type of thing. Um, so I think I realized exactly how impactful music was to me when, um, like in 2018, like I had gone through a breakup and then I realized about a couple months after, like there were just some songs I couldn't listen to anymore, which really pissed me off because I really liked those songs. And mm-hmm. I love those artists at the same time too. Yeah. And some I still can, like it's just, it's just too weird for me. I feel like you just have so many memories attached to, um, attached mm-hmm. to songs and attached to music. And I feel like once you attach something to that, it's hard to let go of it. Yeah. That's what I hate about, that's what I love and hate about music at the same time. Yeah. It's the memories attached to it. Like, it yeah. can be such great memories or you such like terrible it. memories that you can't just get over. Yeah. Like, when I hear, um, like, say, Toxic, like, like mm-hmm. Britney Spears, I would, like, picture me, Danny, and, like, a couple of our friends dancing in, like, <laughs> the girls' common room <laughs> or something. Exactly. Um, but when I listen to, like, like another specific song was obviously like something that would like it isn't something like a memory that I want to remember right right yeah so then it became really therapy or like more of a coping mechanism for me when um when I came to uni because I started experiencing a lot more anxiety when I was around 11 not 11 when I was in grade 11 mm-hmm. and um at the time nobody knew how to deal with it right like we never talked about mental health and how you deal with stuff like that right um, right home right like it wasn't just really a topic you bring up mm-hmm. in a brown household yeah um, it was it was always i mean even if you did bring it up which was rarely yeah you'd be just told like deal with it mm-hmm. kind of which is like oh you don't have it yeah exactly yeah it's like it's like you know like a you, lot of denial like, around. a lot of mm. denial, a lot of denial and that was honestly how it started up but i think like i just it got like progressively worse like as high school went on like year 12 and 13 so like my parents started like kind of understand at that point and they did Mm -hmm. try their best obviously so like I have support like not that I don't um but when I came to university it was like I need something to calm me down you know like Mm -hmm. I didn't have like I don't have like chronic anxiety or anything but it's like there's a lot of things that just kind of 
make me like my mind go to places and whatnot. So I want to say um, the end of last year is when I really found like are the only things that I can listen to to like seriously calm me down that are like the closest to talking to somebody. Like if I, yeah. but there are just times where like you just don't want to acknowledge it with other people. Like you, you're experiencing the stress, you're experiencing the anxiety and you just don't want to bring it up with anybody. Cause I'm like, I'm used to kind of dealing it with myself, but like, that's not always a healthy way to go about it. Right. So, and then I found a couple of songs that actually helped me go through it that I now I need them. Like it's, I just found myself needing it to go to sleep. I needed it to like relax. And I think that was when I realized like, holy shit, I didn't realize how much of an impact it could make on me. And um, I think it was very subjective at the time too, because I thought it was just a good song that I just really enjoyed. I never really realized it until like when we came into quarantine, like I, my sleep schedule was back. Like I would stay up until five and then sleep off. As like, all of ours are. Exactly. Like we all just screwed up our sleep schedules immensely. Mm-hmm. And then there was just like a lot of uncertainty around like what I was doing this year, like where I was going to stay, like where I was going to live and whatnot. And I just kind of, I got more stressed out about it as I did. And I just wouldn't be able to sleep as like, peacefully or whatever mm-hmm. and then I started like listening to music right before I went to bed and that was the only thing that could like calm me down or like bring my mind to like a plateau where I just wasn't like my mind wasn't going off to random places and like wondering about random issues right I think that was definitely one of the biggest moments for me when I figured that out um and it was just it was a lot of nostalgia like how Danny said like when you play songs like take you back and that was when I started listening to One Direction again because I I didn't listen to them like I did but like not religiously like it was just in passing like as after they went on their hiatus or whatever and it was a lot of One Direction because it would just take me back home Mm -hmm. right like it would just be a lot of nostalgia and I would just feel so happy and like just in my element it was mostly them and like a few other like feel-good songs that I would listen to when I was younger but it was mostly them and I think that was when I was like more unapologetically about them because at like when we were growing up it was like oh you like One Direction like pretty basic right like Mm -hmm. you remember Danny like in our classroom how much of a deal it was Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that was that was pretty much it and like that it'll obviously link later to like the whole our favorite albums or whatever but like Fine Line the song itself Mm -hmm just the way it's written, the lyrics, the message behind it. Obviously, it's open to interpretation. I don't know what it is for anybody else. But for me, like, it's the only thing that can calm me down, like, as a song. As, like, something, if there's anything wrong with me, I call my sister, I call, like, my, some of my best friends, talk to them about it. But, like, you just need time to yourself, like I said before. Mm-hmm. And that song is it for me. Like, I can't, I, I don't listen to it on a daily basis ever because right, right. it gets you in the feels i mean just when you need it though yeah just when i need it like yeah definitely. i like how you spoke about like music being there when you don't want your mind to wander because i think especially now at this time it's so important to like take care of your mental health and like think about how you can avoid going into those little just sinking into your own little world you know yeah and my um, flatmate, she moved away mm-hmm. the beginning of this year. And obviously I live alone. So for me not to feel like lonely and stuff, I have the radio on constantly. So it's like someone yeah. is there 
just chatting away so it's like someone there you know it's not like they're actually here but they just feel it's comforting right like it brings comfort yeah yeah like I just feel like that was never like talked about or like just even it wasn't a thing that we even knew Mm -hmm. that could be possible right like it was just Mm -hmm. okay like you listen to music you enjoy cool great but like nobody did it for themselves type of thing Mm -hmm. there was no reasoning for it like in a sense it didn't mean anything to us when we were younger because we didn't you know we didn't listen to it for a meaning or like to feel something we just listened to it because just out of the blue whatever Mm -hmm. but the more we grow up those songs and those words really impact us Mm -hmm. i think people think that's not silly but just kind of silly like oh you have your radio on the whole time or like you can't sit and think about your things like mm-hmm. but you don't want to think about them which is why yeah. you're constantly listening to music you know exactly it's, like, it's, it's it. the same it's like the same as like having the tv on in the background when you're home alone yeah right yeah. like there's no difference to it it brings you comfort and it this just happens to be music like yeah it's like these things it. are you know separate entities and it just makes you feel like you're not alone yes it do it do do that it do do that it'd be like that sometimes it do be like that (laughs) (laughs) i love this about our generation like we'll go deep into something but then (laughs) we just like reduce it to the time (laughs) to like it'd be like that sometimes (laughs) no legit that's exactly what happened here we got so deep and then i know because i got i got the feels i'm like oh it's comedic relief that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) so um piggybacking off like pivotal moments and stuff because we were talking all about the past how you grew up with music as an influence I want to talk about the present and talk about your evolution of your music taste um, throughout the years so from back then to now how do you feel it's evolved do you feel it's evolved at all and I also wanted to get your thoughts on the current musical landscape and you know talk about what's going on right now with music that you like what do you think kind of be improved upon and basically how do you feel like music is doing today in general so whoever wants to go first again just so i don't think my taste in music has changed like that much from when i was growing up just because yeah i would listen to like what was popular during that time like in high school but then I would never always like be into it. It was just, you know, to have something to relate to. Yeah. Um, but then now it's it's basically the same thing, but you have more artists that you're like exposed to. When you grow up, you just have more exposure to things because you can go online, you know, and yeah. you can find more stuff. And I think that's about it. Like I would listen to older songs, more niche songs. Um, now I would listen to like, songs with not too much of background music so a little more acoustic or even like songs that would get released but then just the acoustic version because i want to hit right the so just a stripped down kind of thing instead yeah of, and like we said before i, feel I like think songs lose their meaning if in the production absolutely yeah no yeah. it's i mean the music like you know the lyrics or the actual song down to its essence can be like it'll hit you in the feels the most or anything, but just the production yeah. kind of lets it down. So it when does. so when artists re-release that kind of stuff in a more stripped down way, it really mm-hmm. hits you in the feels more. I mean, it 
speaks to the true meaning of the song in itself. And like we said about interpretation as well, it mm-hmm. helps form another interpretation of the song itself. Yeah. And also way. you can hear what you're saying a little more clearly, you know? Yes. Because otherwise, I just mm-hmm. don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I can't understand what they're saying, so I can't sing along. But at least when it's like the acoustic version, I can sing along. I just feel like acoustics are very under, like, they're not as talked about as they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some songs do great as, like, the right. whole production. Absolutely, right? yeah. But, like, I think just having an acoustic track or, like, an acoustic version of it isn't as appreciated as it should be. Because, like, mm-hmm. like Danny said, it just makes it a lot more about the song. Like, because right. mm-hmm. like, you go through the process of writing a song and producing it and whatnot, and it's all great. And it's a lot mm-hmm. of work, and you yeah. still love that version. But with an acoustic version, it's just a lot more personal. It's a lot more intimate. Absolutely. And it speaks to the song as well, like yeah. how versatile it is. That it can be yeah. performed in that big production way, but also, you know, it can be formed stripped down. Mm-hmm. When songs are released and then they make like a club version of it, and it's like even more overly produced mm-hmm. when it's already such a beautiful song to begin with. Yeah. It's just so weird. That's where they fuck it up. Yeah, and these like people dance to that. Like, why? Like, Louis Capaldi is someone you love. People dance to that at clubs. Like, I will never understand. How that. sad are you? I don't know how you can dance to a song like that. Exactly. Exa- that, that song was not meant to be danced. It was not. No. No, it was meant to be listened to when you're in your room crying. Mm-hmm. That's when you listen to that song. Do you? Does anyone else cry to like really lovey-dovey songs? Because I have no love. Hell yes. Hell yes. I I just like in my feels. Like I don't think anything gets me in my feels just as much as that. Oh, see, no, I come up with like scenarios in my head. So even if it's a breakup song, I'll be pissed off. That's everyone though. You're so bright. Like I'll just be angry. I don't even know who I'm angry at, but I'm angry. (laughs) It's it's really nice when you have someone to be angry at. You're just an so, angry person. It gives you like something to live for in that moment. Honestly, I had an album in high school that I would listen to whenever I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> have you listened to Demi Lovato's um? I can't remember the album name, but the "You Don't Know Me Anymore" album. I didn't like her either. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. I don't, I can't remember the album name, but like mm-hmm. it was that album, and every song was had so much just anger in it, and just. <laughs> Dude, that album was angsty. Funny. I love it. It was, ooh. Yeah, like uh, everything else from like her previous work was very like, you know, she was a great artist. Like her voice mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, but I was like, I would just listen to it in passing. But that album just had so much like emotion in it to like anger and like the lyrics. I was like, shit, you know what? Yes. <laughs> I literally saved that album whenever I was mad, whenever I was fighting with anybody, if I was just upset. That was my album. It was so angsty. And I was like, yes, you're matching my energy. And that's right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Or even like when you're having a couple of good days and then you just want to cry and yeah. you listen to a sad song. I just want to break the streak of happiness right now. <laughs> yeah, because it's weird like for you not to have a bad day. Right. Uh, so I would yeah. even, like wing beneath my wings and ball my <laughs> eyes out. I mean, that's, that's a great song to ball your eyes out too. Thank you. you. Know oh my God, that song, right? My memory with that song, I was in the plane listening to that song, Wind Beneath mm-hmm. My Wings again. And I was flying over Abu Dhabi and I just felt like it was oh. so 
That's like the perfect. It just setting. matched the moment. That's such a good setting. Right. It is. So like it was the airport. Then you know you can like see and like tell yeah. what it is that you're looking at. And I can see like Marina Mall and then Emmett's Palace. And you know that song was playing. I was just it was just such a sad emotional time for me because obviously I was coming here and I would you know miss my parents and stuff. Yeah. No. You, sometimes you just find those songs that come on at the perfect moment, and mm-hmm. they just encapsulate what you're feeling at. Like you don't even know you're feeling that at that moment, but the song comes on, and it's instantaneous and it's really interesting. This is really, really, really sad on my part, <laughs> but like, no, I, it's a bunch of sadness that you're speaking to. <laughs> Listen, we have we have a lot of laughs, so this <laughs> refreshing change of pace. <laughs> it's really sad to say out loud. Like when I want to feel like, like I feel lonely, then I want to feel more lonely. <laughs> I yeah. listened to that Eric Clapton song. The one where it, the sun died, that one. Shoot. Not the, not the sun Evan. one. Um, Wonderful Tonight. When I listened to that To be the like, lady in red. I was like, <gasps> to be her, like, to be somebody who's loved that way. Get out, just get out. Just stop it. Just... You know what's so funny? He wrote that about George Harrison's wife. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well. Well, I mean, because... No, well, to he wrote, be okay. I mean, he wrote Layla, right? Yeah. Yeah. As a love song to George Harrison's then wife, mm-hmm. who then became his wife, and that's where he wrote "Wonderful Tonight." Oh, okay, fine. So he was his wife. She's fine. I she think, was his wife. Yeah, time. I think she was with him when he wrote that. Yeah. Well, in our mind, she's gonna be because if not, it's gonna be really weird. To be <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a no. good. Song. When I listen to that song, I'm just like, wow. To be loved like that, shit. You know, I never think that I'm a hopeless romantic. I always think that I'm quite like. I am such a hopeless romantic. It's oh different. my god! I on a level you won't even. Imagine. The two of you, yeah, I can see. I'm such a hopeless romantic. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not. But then songs like that play, and I'm like, I wish I could feel something. What <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a monster. <laughs> I wish I had emotions. <laughs> I wish you could like have that connection with someone so that I could relate to the song on another level, you know? Yeah. But that's not like unusual though. Like a lot of people do that. Like a lot of people are like, I want to go through an intense breakup so I can be mad at a specific somebody when I listen to this yeah. song. Right. It's like you want the experience to happen to you so that you can actually yeah. listen to it and like feel more. I, mean, I agree. Like with experience, the songs just hit different. Like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to feel <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Desi, same well, question. I would say my I would say it's more matured now. Not in the sense that I don't listen to the same mm-hmm. songs that I used to when I was younger. Like it's like I went through a lot of phases. Like I think we all went through like phases through mm-hmm. high school, right? Where we would listen to like specific artists with specific songs. Like Oh yeah. There was the EDM phase where like all we listened to were like Avicii and Zed and like Martin Garrix or whatever. And then mm-hmm. the one Imagine Dragons album, the Night Visions album. Yes. That just just the first, just their first record. Just, That's yeah, just, that, just one. that one album that we all listen to. Yeah. After that, it's just yeah, it's just non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think I'm just a lot more lyrical now than I used to be with music. Like, I'm a lot more whatever I can resonate with mm-hmm. is what I would listen to. Like, it doesn't have to be a sad song or like a specific type of song. It's just like whatever. I can relate to or whatever I can just vibe with is just what I would listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that, it's pretty much the same sense as Danny. Like I would, it's pretty much the same songs when I was younger. A lot of old 
hits a lot more R&B than I used to and a lot more rock influences than I used to listen to when I was younger. Because, yeah, we would listen to the top 40 or whatever and listen to what we liked and whatever. But now I have, like, again, albums for specific reasons, like listen to certain plays for specific reasons and whatnot. But, yeah, I think my genre is a little bit more... um, is a little bit more picky, but it's still the same. Like if I like what I hear, I'm going to listen to it type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's funny now. Cause I remember this one song dessert. That was a huge song in like year 12 that I was obsessed mm-hmm. with. Such a now, stupid song. It was terrible. I don't know why I, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. I remember like, like the guys would play it all the time. Like if it was at a store, I would just go and stand in the store and just like listen what? to it. Well, not entirely, but you know, like mm-hmm. it was just, it was really bad. And like, such losers, gosh. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't part of this. Right, right. I bet you had your own stupid song that you would listen to at stores. I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> I would do that with any song I like. Any song I like, I would literally stay just with the, you know, just to hear it. Just to hear it. <laughs> just to hear it. Like, Even though yeah. you could just YouTube it. But it's not the same effect, Danny. It just came out of nowhere. Like, right, no. exactly. I tried listening to dessert, like, I want to say sometime earlier this year, and I was like, oh, this is freaking terrible. I don't know why the hell <laughs> I was so obsessed with it at that time. It's the worst. It's not, like, it's not, it's catchy, but it's not, like, there's nothing to it. Oh, but yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. But yeah, I think it's, it's same in the sense, like, I still listen to this same artist when I was younger, but then, um... I have more specific types of music that I listen to now than I used to. Um, and like on the current, like what Danny said, like the acoustic versions are definitely more underrated. Mm-hmm. I do prefer that a lot more than I would what's actually playing, especially here like in Canada. It's a lot of rap and hip hop. And I love, I do love hip hop, but like it's all there is mostly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then like the basic like hits, right? Like I'm pretty sure I've heard the same song on the radio at least three times a day, right? Because yeah. you flip three times in like an hour, or like yeah. two hours, absolutely. And that's what sucks. Like I don't want. I hate that they constantly replay those songs because then mm-hmm. it sucks with the artist and the person listening to it. Because like you ruin the song for the person, and then you ruin that experience for the artist, which I don't like. Like I understand it's hard to keep people interested in radio, especially now because there are so many like streaming sites that you can go to like spotify and apple music and whatnot but like right music is just like really accessible now so there's really no need for radio right now yeah but it's like i wish they didn't like there there's so much music out there like there's songs that we've never heard and they never we never will hear Mm -hmm. and like there's just so much room for all these other like small artists to grow and like you have a platform to give those artists but you're choosing to constantly replay the same songs that all these artists have and even without the radio they're just as popular right so i kind of yeah. wish that like on like in the current music landscape i wish there was like more room for all these small artists to grow because like because you find them in like the most random way and like i wish you could find them how you find mainstream songs you know it's kind of upsetting but it's what it is right no i mean <laughs> Last week, we talked about like the mainstream and how the major label music industry, in a sense, is really mm-hmm. like the death knell of like independent artists, in a sense, just because no matter what, there's always a way that it can mess the artist up, yeah. mess mm-hmm. the artist's trajectory, like career trajectory up. Yeah. And it's really sad to see sometimes when people, you know, go to the major label and stuff because 
initially it's because that major label believed in their work and believed in the music, but then they find a way to change it and it's like they stopped caring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you are with a major label, it's like up to them on how they're going to promote you as an artist. Mm-hmm. And like, if they yeah. don't promote you, you obviously it's not like you want to be promoted in the sense that you're obnoxiously everybody's face, right? It's like, you just want yeah. your art to speak for itself. Exactly. Like, if that extra step isn't taken to promote that music, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I feel bad for artists in that sense because it's so much pressure already to produce an album and write it and like put it out there and hope people will like it. And like, that's their main goal, right? It's like, end of the day, I'm assuming for most people, it's not about, you know, money and fame. It's just that this is my it's art about and the I want art. to share it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I want this message to go across. And if it's just not publicized enough, it's just not going to take off like they want it to resonate with other people exactly that's really that's it sucks because i know it's a very media controlled world Mm -hmm. but i wish there was more of a platform for people to kind of lead with their lead with their art more than their reputation right Mm -hmm. to carry on from like desi's point like with covid now people can't even like play for smaller crowds so if you like cater to a niche market and if you yeah. have that art in you and you've been practicing, you can't even play for a smaller crowd, at least here in the UK, because right. you can't sing and, well, you can't play music in public. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any concerts or anything. Bars aren't allowed to like play music. Same with restaurants. So you can't showcase your art. And that's what you've been doing your whole life is making art or right. coming to the, like training to the point that you can make this art, but now mm-hmm. everything's halted. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with live music in mm-hmm. general. The fact that we can't experience that right now mm-hmm. is especially disheartening just because, I mean, from my personal experience, that's what I live for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'll always, that's the number one place you'll find me. You'll find me, like, at a concert, just yeah. having fun to listening to, like, some of my favorite bands or something like that. Yeah. And that's, like, one thing that honestly annoys me just generally because I remember I used to love the script too when I was younger mm-hmm. I can't remember what song was exactly but I remember when I was listening to it I was like what I would give to hear this in a live stadium or like just yeah. in concert would be like it would be crazy like mm-hmm. it, it'll just hit so hard and like um, like I mentioned earlier that Harry Styles did a forum concert for his album like his new album yeah and the Fine Line song, like nobody knew the words at the time. Mm-hmm. And I obviously couldn't go because it wasn't anywhere near me. But there's a video of it where it's just him. The entire arena is dead quiet because nobody knows the song. And it's just yeah. him and his voice and the instruments. And it just, oh, it's oh. honestly so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. that was probably the first time I've ever, one of the first times I've ever like teared up at a performance because it's, like it's already such a huge song that resonates with me and then you add on like the whole experience of hearing it live like not like actually live but like just, yeah but like know? in the live in a presence and like, yeah and like yeah. the fact that i'm never going to experience that makes me so upset because now obviously everybody will know the words right yeah and like people might still be quiet but it's never going to be like a pin drop silence mm-hmm. in an arena right and like hearing one of your favorite artists like sing that impactful of a song like it's just it just hits and I'm gonna cry now (laughs) 
that just gave me, gave me goosebumps like just thinking oh. of someone just singing and with a huge crowd right that's why i love um like because sometimes you can listen to like live albums like that and yeah. you know you hear the audience applause at the start or whatever but then it goes into the song mm-hmm. especially if it's beautiful. like an acoustic track or something like that and beautiful you can't hear anything other than the song yeah yeah like yeah that's what i would definitely recommend if you're looking for that kind of experience where i mean and you can't of course now you can't go to concerts try to listen to as many live albums as you can because you can find so many and some of the songs just hit really different especially when you know there's an audience right there but mm-hmm. you're feeling pretty much the same way you do when honestly, you're listening to that music right there yeah honestly like i've honestly realized that in while being in quarantine like i listen to a lot of live concerts on youtube that i whatever like i never used to do that it was just yeah. very like i would just listen to the song as it would be on spotify or whatever right but like I love like when it's the empty arena type of um, sounds like, oh, it's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the first one I listened to was the One Direction one, obviously, because I have nothing else and beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I was like, wow, art. Fantastic. Fantastic. I was going to say, I was going to use my 50 synonyms for dying, but I just put it against. <laughs> Die, deceased, passed away. <laughs> so you know we talked about our stories talked about our lives how we grew up with music as an influence and now we're gonna move on to our next segment which because of you two i renamed (laughs) so it's not the lightning round anymore this is the introduction of the brand new emotional roller coaster you have 11 (laughs) questions that all pertain to some emotion or another and Um, we will discuss them in depth in much needed depth but not 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 too much depth not too much I don't want this yeah, to go on for ever. Okay. Damn. Danny has a, Danny's ready to fight somebody. <laughs> I don't know why. Honestly. <laughs> it's probably because of some of these questions. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, are you both ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Let's begin the emotional roller coaster. We'll get into number one right away. Your favorite current artist. I don't have one just now, but I listen to a lot of Hosier. That works. I mean, Hosier is great. Thank you. Uh, I would say my favorite current um, is, is her name's Fosia. Okay. Um, and Casey Mus- Musgraves. Graves. Thank you. <laughs> I still can't say her name. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm struggling so hard. Um, and I still listen to One Direction Boys and their yeah. solo music mm-hmm. religiously. <laughs> all right perfect um then get on to number two your favorite artist from the past so someone who isn't making i mean who could be still making music but they already have a well-established career it was the glee class the glee cast that's your favorite yes okay even though they they used to do covers a lot of the time but then they also had the original songs 
mm-hmm. which were great. Um, yeah, I agree. The glue cast was, they were too good. I wish if, honestly, it's <laughs> Okay, Debbie, now you're ready to move here. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no longer live in the UK. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why aren't you using UK slang? Where's your UK slang? I don't know, man. Yeah, what is the UK equivalent to slaps? I don't think there's anything equivalent to slaps. No one's that enthusiastic about something that's good. <laughs> Nobody cares that much over here. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we care too much here. They don't care yeah. enough there. Very lot of passionate people out here. Mm-hmm. Um, from the past, I would say probably the script. I love the yes. script. They're, I think the Sound Without Silence album is probably one of my favorites from them. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Or ABBA. ABBA. Gotta yeah. love ABBA. Great it's choices. Too, too timeless. Yeah, who doesn't love ABBA? The script. I mean, they were one of my favorite bands for the last like eight. The Glee cast. And the Glee cast. Uh, that's, how, Honestly, that's how many of us found those like earlier songs that yeah. I mentioned before. Darren Chris's voice. Oh, beautiful! And his eyebrows. His his version of cough syrup is my favorite. Oh my god, yes! And um, what's that? Teenage Dream. Oh my god, Teenage Dream! Stop. That was really nice. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to number three, the last concert you've been to, and your favorite concert. So one of each. Enrique and Enrique. <laughs> I went to that concert with. Wonderful. Jason. You had a lot to say about that concert. Please share everything you have about that concert. And Mika was like five meters away from me. And I had this whole plan, you know, about what I would do. (laughs) I.e. scream and try to touch him. Not inappropriately because I'm not that person. Um, But I just froze. Like he was right in front of me. And the thing is that we got like the cheaper tickets. Like we weren't right in front or anything. Like Mm -hmm. we weren't next to the stage. We were in the normal bit. But then he jumped on the barrier and he was, I was like leaning on the barrier and he was right there in front of me. Like I could <laughs> see him and his sweat was like dripping in front of me. And, <laughs> Jesus oh, Enrique. <laughs> God, that's your fantasy right there, isn't it? <laughs> they they want a drink. Can <laughs> <laughs> you shower? You good? Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was my Enrique concert, yeah. <laughs> Enrique and Enrique concert. Enrique and Enrique. <laughs> 100%. When he sang Hero, he was singing it for me. It's always about you, Dan. I'm assuming everyone in that stadium thought he was singing it to them. Nobody but he, but was he was singing Danny. it to you, wasn't it? It was always yeah. for Danny. Everything yeah. that he put into his performance was just for Danny. Mm-hmm. He was so attracted to me that he came to my side. Right. It was a ponytail. Sis, like, it was a ponytail. He knew, he saw you. He knew you were there. It was the ponytail. I'm telling you, that ponytail does things for him. I mean, I was trying to act like the mysterious fan, you know, at the concert. <laughs> you should have yeah. taken a book. Right. You should have taken a book. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was considering taking a book to my One Direction concert. I was like, should I be that girl? <laughs> Should I be that interesting, not interested fan? <laughs> oh my! Oh my goodness! Debbie Ryan hair. I know, just like how <laughs> <laughs> you doing, boo? Oh, okay, Desi, what about you? 
my last concert was Ed Sheeran, um, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. And my That's favorite a great concert, concert was obviously One Direction. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Actually, honestly, I freaking loved that concert. It was so much fun, but I was mm-hmm. so annoyed because I could I was so scared to like stand up and just go like haywire because it was in a stadium, right? Mm-hmm. And we were like on the like we were on the side, so we weren't even like in the pit yeah. area. And obviously we were all sitting down and like the girl that I was with, we were just like, Can we stand up? Because I don't want to like rock the view of people in the back because they were sitting down, but then people in front of us were standing up. So I wanted to stand up. I just really didn't like that. I was like, I don't like thinking about whether or not I can enjoy Mm -hmm. the concert the way I want to enjoy it. That was really annoying. But he was so good. He, oh my God, he was amazing. But nothing can beat the happiness I felt when I saw a direction concert. (laughs) Oh. And, and that you was your fantasy to too, wasn't it? With Jane? Zane. Zane. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was my thing. Like, I, like, I had to go to the concert because it was in April. It was really, it was like, I don't think three days before my birthday. So that was like my birthday present too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left in March of that year. And I was like, oh, I'm so sad. I couldn't see all five of them in concert. I just remember not even believing that they were real. I'm convinced that that concert never happened. Like, I'm convinced. I was 15. It was so long ago. I was, this is just too much. Five years ago. Yeah, plus, do you have any evidence that that concert happened? I have two pieces of evidence because I cannot find any of my videos or pictures from the concert. And it makes me so upset. <laughs> like, my dad was clearing out our like my old laptop a few months ago. And he was like, is there anything on it? And I was like, can you just check if these concert videos are there because it's not in my hard drive it's on any of my usb sticks and it's really pissing me off because i want to watch them and he's like okay like he, he checked nothing was there he literally took it to like you know those like little pop-up shops that we have all along like the little strips in Abu Dhabi. yeah mm-hmm. they like check like check your electronics whatever and he's like there's nothing to like recover like nothing's lost in there and i'm like but i don't know where the videos are it makes me so upset that's so sad but yes my fantasy was like daddy's except i was a lot younger (laughs) (laughs) wonderful um and then we'll move right into number four one artist you can bring back from the dead who would it be amy winehouse because i think that her voice is absolutely magical even though i don't listen to a lot of her songs beautiful absolutely beautiful it's just so different to like what you usually hear Mm mm-hmm and it's so like deep and raw. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she was like there was definitely a lot more that she had in her. Oh, she mm-hmm. wanted to share. Yeah. She was gone way before her time. Yeah. And like she was already so impactful as Right. You can't think did. about how much more impactful she would be. Yeah. If she was still living. Why was she impactful? She did she went through a lot to be honest like with you know like her history and everything but like mm-hmm. She was just like a beacon of hope for those type, like for anybody who was going yeah. through something, right? Like, right. it doesn't have to be a drastic thing, but just it's not just her. Like, it could be any artist who could. Right, and back then, those people. kinds of things were seen as drastic too. So that's yeah. why she was more of a role model. She was there, but she crawled her way back in a sense. <sighs> Mine would definitely be Freddie Mercury. I want. Definitely. Like Danny said, like honestly, there's just so much in him that he has, and it's like. I wasn't even alive, you know, like, that's what's really annoying. Like, I couldn't even see him in his prime or whatever. Exactly. But, like, if he's 
if I like him so much when he wasn't even existing when I was existing. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> a really weird word to say. Please, like, don't mind me and my choice of words. But um, I just feel like, especially in today's culture and like how different it is to how when he was um, as big as he was at the time, mm-hmm. there's just, there's so much that he could create for people. Not just like, not artistically, but like, he could just pave so many pathways for other right. artists and like be an impact for the other people. Like he could just be, like you know how we were talking about, um, like how Harry Styles is like has his feminine side that he's very proud of or whatever. But like mm-hmm. at Freddie Mercury's time, he was just known to be like this flamboyant person on stage or whatever. Like he was never addressed as what he identified himself as. And I feel like he would continue the work for that along with other artists who do like as much as he could. And I feel like, especially in a time like today, mm-hmm. like when there are all these conversations happening and there are so many more people aware of, um, of what it's like to be just respectful to those type of people and just respectfully in general to anybody and who are ready to start this type of conversations. I feel like he would just be somebody who's, who's just always ready to mm-hmm. be that person for somebody else. You know, another thing about him was that he was a POC. Yeah. Because, yeah. And Absolutely. Just like a POC with... With like, like all of those characteristics mm-hmm. and all those messages. Right. Like it, he paved mm-hmm. so many... He opened so many doors for so he many did. different people. Yeah. Like not even he artists, did. but people in the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. uh, POCs and everyone else. And Yeah. yeah. Another one was um, Dean Martin on my list. Just because, oh God, yeah. like, I don't know what it is about songs from, like, way back then, but the way that they see love is just so, some people might think it's comical now because it's so, like, positive and cutesy right. and everything, but I just think no, but that was, back then it was like pure. That. Yeah. 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 And I, just the music that he sings is, it's how I want to picture love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, just the rap back itself, like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, Jason wanted me to mention that his dad went to the same school as Freddie Mercury in India. Oh, did yeah. in India or in, um, in Africa? Uh, I think in India, because when, when I was talking to him about it, he was like, I really wanted to mention it, but I forgot. So could you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you did, you get it, yeah. I was like, yes, of course. He was like, yeah, so just, you know, let them know at different times. But it happened, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's St. Petersburg. Was, um, Freddie Mercury was of Indian descent. He was a Parsi. Yeah. And then his parents were in Africa. I don't know if it was Kenya or Malawi or something. And then he moved to Britain. Yeah. That's where he got big right? Mm-hmm. So cool. I think another member would be the, um, what's his name, from Linkin Park. Chester Bennington. Um, oh, Chester Bennington, yeah. Because I feel like... Don't I mean, even get me started. Like, Linkin Park was just such a staple when we were younger. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to think that they're not whole anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember how people reacted when he announced, like, it was 2017, right? Yeah. 2017? Oh. Like, 2017. I, I wasn't listening to Linkin Park, like, after the whole phase of it all but it was still like it's just hard to register right to like mm-hmm. think about one of those bands that you listened to when you were younger like absolutely be. i grew up on that that was yeah a, such a defining moment in my childhood and i 
that was that was a hard hit that was a hard blow it must have been like it, it made- mm-hmm. i can name so many artists not even those who died right now but you know those who died before i was alive that just really impacted me and really influenced me and stuff and if i did we'd be here for like 10 hours so i'm not gonna <laughs> no yeah um... cheshire Bennington was a huge one and i mean just the fact that he died to suicide and stuff it was especially heartbreaking yeah it's always upsetting to hear about that mm-hmm. especially when it's an artist that you love like you want to be able to do something for them exactly but it's, you just never know what they're going through because it's a, it's such a difficult industry and it's such a difficult life to live mm-hmm. and on top of that like they have so much going on in their personal lives that nobody will ever know right exactly and then one day you wake up and it's like they're not there anymore it's a lot to it's a lot to process. A lot to process for sure. Mm-hmm. We're gonna swallow it right now. <laughs> move on. Something a little more uplifting. Uh, we'll move on to number five. What? Which closer thing comes in here? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, we move on to number five. Um, your number one song that we would find on your road trip playlist. Bohemian Rhapsody. Hole Again by the Atomic Kittens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> iconic. Both iconic. Absolutely iconic. Exactly. I just feel like those are songs you can never not sing along to. Yeah. Like, exactly. Especially in a car with like people and stuff. Yeah, like like with Bohemian Rhapsody, it's just like even if you don't know the words, just you scream. don't sound. Yeah, just scream. Like just yeah, just just yell. Also like, with Bohemian Rhapsody, like there's no pressure on you to sing really well just because. Yeah. It's no one can those notes. Yeah. I mean, the operatic part, it's just, it, you're speaking. All you have to do yeah. is speak. <laughs> it's just, it's such a perfect, like, jamming out song in the car with, like, your, like, your favorite people. Absolutely. You're driving down the road, and it's just, like, it's just such good vibes. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, yeah. it's too good. It's too good. But, like, so does it's... it, like, depend on, like, do you have certain number one songs? Like, if you're with people or with you're by yourself and stuff? I, I do, definitely. Because if I had songs, like if mm-hmm. I was with people in a car, it would definitely be stuff we can jam out to or just sing along to and everything. If I was by myself, it could be something that I just want to feel something to, you know, have that emotional experience while driving. And like, sometimes I'll put on a certain song where like, if I'm alone, that I'll just kind of clear my thoughts just listen to the song and take in like my surroundings and everything. Just like remember this moment. Cathartic. That's mm-hmm. very cute. I would just, I mean, I don't have my own car right now, but when I do, <laughs> when I'm driving by myself, yeah. it'll probably just be my One Direction playlist. <laughs> Honestly. I don't have my own car either and I don't know how to drive and I don't like get into like strangers' cars. So I wouldn't like jam out with them. Mm-hmm. none of my friends drive here so but i mean in the event that you did my friends are my parents and the song that i would play <laughs> with them is whole again <laughs> oh my lord honestly i forgot about atomic kittens for a minute Lich, i only know um whole again and the tide is high that's all but the I, tide, I remember my I, I would sing the tide is high so many times i literally tried to sing it for her 21st birthday you would like I would try to replicate the Lizzie McGuire movie scene of the Tide is High. I would jump on my bed, try to get ready. Tide is high. 
Mm-hmm. The, the only exactly. reason I know the tide is high is because of the Blondie cover. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, okay. the album that that song was on, Auto American, one of my favorite records of all the time. But See, I don't think Blondie's version is as good as the Atomic Kittens. I have to listen to the Atomic Kittens again to actually mm-hmm. make a decision. But I mean, that's the one I listen to primarily. So I really don't, you know, have much of a say mm-hmm. in that. Well, I didn't know about One Way or Another by Blondie until One Direction covered it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there you go, right? That's one of the most famous songs, too. That's really funny. Yeah. Like, I've heard it a couple of times, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I wonder, I was like, I feel like I've heard this somewhere before. <laughs> I find it so cool how, like, um, artists would take other people's music and just, like, make it their own. I don't know if I find it cool or kind of, like, but even when um, Dance Again came out by J-Lo, yeah. like, I knew I heard that song somewhere else, and it was Little Mana. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. Which is I, but I kind of like it though. I feel like it just kind of shows how they see the song. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really but then it. it's not necessarily as good, which is kind of disappointing. But then mm-hmm. you can't always hold expectations that high. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. The was a good song. Mm-hmm. I want to write my own songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, we all want to. Yeah, no, songwriting is just, it's too much of a talent. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I tried though, back in grade four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, whatever <laughs> happened. To lyrics. That. <laughs> I mean, it was. I remember it was in our like music copy book, our music yeah. like little notebook, mm-hmm. and I would. <laughs> yeah, and I would like I would like write a title, and I would just write whatever the hell I want, <laughs> just some weird ass lyric, and obviously I have to write the ad lib parts where it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, I must specify how many times I'm gonna say it. So I would like write <laughs> times five. What would you even write about? Like, what do you have? I what do you know? I don't know. I thought I knew shit. I did not. <laughs> I think I tried to write a love song, and I, honestly, all I was thinking about was like, I don't know, my stuffed toys or something. <laughs> I had nothing else. Like I don't, I didn't know boys. I don't oh have pets. <laughs> or just like, oh, just be yourself. Don't let anybody say nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. Guys. I think it was a missed opportunity for me, but whatever. I think it was. Probably was. <laughs> All right. Never uh, times five. Okay, so we'll move on to number six. Your least preferred genre or style of music? Heavy metal. Heavy metal. For obvious, well, I won't say obvious reasons. I just, it's a little bit like, too, it's too much for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the scream metal type icon. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't do that either. Yeah, I just don't resonate, resonate with that. Resonate. Resonate. Yeah, reason. <laughs> I don't reason with it actually. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. That works. Yeah. Mm. I, w- I want to say EDM, but like, I could, like, if it was a good enough song, I would still listen to it. Right. If, especially if it's a song from our past. Yeah. Like, we I went through that phase. Yeah. 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 100%. But like, yeah, I never went through the EDM phase, but I went, like, when we were in high school, but then I went, kind of went through it. No, I didn't go through it. 
Like I would listen to a lot more EDM when I moved. Mm. I don't know why I thought it was cool or something. Not cool. <laughs> oh, all, the time. all right. And then number seven, this is where the real emotion comes in, I guess. Um, number seven, a song that can make you cry instantly. Dance with my father by Luther Vandross. Oh, that's a beautiful song. That's my heart just, just my heart just got a little like heavy. When I'm in my feels, I just listen to that song and I'm falling. Oh yeah, I I have a lot of songs that can get me in my feels, but like there are only three songs that have ever made me cry: mm-hmm. "Fine Line" by Harry Styles, yeah. "Landslide" Fleetwood Mac, and "Supermarket Flowers" by Sheeran. Oh God. Yeah, I think with Supermarket Flowers, it's supposed to be a really sad song, right? And I think I must have cried once, but I think I was just crying because it was supposed to be a sad song, and I felt pressured into crying. <laughs> you only cried because of peer pressure. It was a sad. <laughs> I think so because I listen to it now, and yeah, it's a sad song, but I'm kind of confused because I know it's from the mum's perspective of her mum dying. Yeah. Right. But so, see, yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around like why he would talk about it in that person. I was just like confused. I, just, like, I didn't see it that way at all. Like I heard it and I, like I saw that it was like that was his perspective from writing it. But I remember like when I first heard it, I didn't like cry to it. And I remember I don't know. I was like right after I moved to Toronto, and I was in the I was in the train. I was going mm-hmm. to uni. I was in the subway, and I like some market flowers came on, and I just I was listening to it. And then my head just went to like a funeral scene, and I was like, "What? Oh <laughs> why? my goodness!" I was like, "Why is this happening right now?" And it's like, like me thinking about a possibility of my mom dying, and I just like I started crying. I was like, "What the fucking hell is going on?" Like, oh my god! And it was right after I moved. I was like, so many emotions are so fresh, and I was just like, "Oh, it was a mess." I was so sad. I was bawling. Actually, whenever any song comes about, comes on like and. They talk about like parents and stuff. I'm just like gone because they're obviously the only people that I have, right? So if they died, like, no, yeah, that's like no. Any song that comes with parents, that's hard to like, through, especially if it's a sad song like that. Yeah, because even if it's a happy song, all, yeah, you, no, exactly though. You feel just so much emotion because you've known them all your all your life. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, you, you don't, know, you don't really ever want to live through an experience like that. Exactly. Like you're really close to them. That you can't imagine that happening mm-hmm. you don't want to imagine that happening at all never oh yeah i know i think yeah. with landslide i just i don't know i just like, got really emotional when i listened to it no it, that's a it's a beautiful song it's oh it was oh i will never understand how stevie nicks like her voice is just incredible yeah it makes me upset <laughs> it makes me upset how nice it is <laughs> i hate her because she's good <laughs> That's literally what I say all the fucking time. Oh my goodness. Not just what's just anyone, anyone who I like. I'm like, I hate you. Like, why, why do you put me through emotions? I just think that <laughs> it's just such a song that's so focused on change. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's very situational for me though, that song. Like, right. I think I have to be in like. That's a lot a of songs where, are, but. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think I would only cry to it if I'm in a situation where I'm like, I'm so scared for what's going to happen next. Wonderful. On the flip side, number eight, a song that you can't stop dancing to or just makes you feel immense joy. <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> I don't know why I made that face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you didn't understand the question. I sent these to you. 
you have notes i'm assuming on this i do have notes but then i think i was like reconsidering my answer i wrote waka waka down just because you know like who wouldn't dance to it right mm-hmm. i think any shakira song because shakira shakira you know yeah yeah i think that was that was that was what you did back in high school a lot you did that a lot back much. in high school i still do it yeah like you remember the dance we did, we did with miss teresa for prize day <laughs> oh waka waka yeah yeah that was a whole yeah. that was a staple that was like an iconic moment <laughs> cool. was, everyone cheered us on so much like i i felt like a celebrity i was so, i was a celebrity you were on top of the world weren't you yeah <laughs> oh man i remember I we would, was. i remember we would sneak into prize day rehearsals just to dance with you guys to the song <laughs> like i i wasn't even in it i knew the choreography <laughs> that's the choreography i danced to at parties <laughs> when it comes up that's what i danced to <laughs> i remember with that song um i was in it erica wasn't in it and it was erica's granny's 70th birthday or something and i had to teach it to her so that we would both dance to it for her grandma Stop. i know so adorable cute. right um mine is wake me up before you go go i just that's like that's such a fun song it's just such a fun song and like i I never thought about it. I was just like, I want to say one random like party. I was with one of my family friends and like this uncle and he just like, he just grabbed my hands and we just started like dancing to it. It was just so much fun. Like, and that's like one, one of the my ultimate favorite. jive songs. Oh, it's like, such, such a fun, per- it's any such a fun jive song. And like, you just have to, like, you can't help but feel happy when exactly. you listen to it. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. I say that. Or like just Sri Lankan Baila, like. Just took back home and just yeah. dance to it. Mm-hmm. And it's the stupidest dance moves that you do for like. Oh, like literally, there's a dance move called crossing the road. There's a dance like where you cross the road. I'm not going to cross the road. Cross the road. <laughs> <laughs> Another move called like Ane I'm shy. Ane I'm shy. Ane I'm shy. So it's like you put your hand on your hip. And like you pop your shoulder, so it's like right by your like neck. Oh my goodness! And you just like kind of shimmy. (laughs) Like obviously, all the drunk uncles do it or whatever. But it's just honestly, it's so funny. Oh my goodness! The Goans don't have names for our. um, We yeah, we don't have dance move names. Yeah, we just all collectively know what the dance move is going to be. They're not like official names. They're like there was this YouTuber called Jehan R, like a Sri Lankan Mm -hmm. YouTuber. Yeah. And he, I don't know if he came up with them, but that's kind of like how I knew them, how it became mm-hmm. popular for us. So like, I think we just titled it that because mm-hmm. like they knew the dance moves, like our uncles and stuff, like they knew yeah. the dance moves, but we would go like, let's do the Anayam <laughs> <laughs> I think for um, us, like the most common one is the two steps forward, arm drop down, two steps back. Yeah. That's the crossing the road. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's crossing the road. I'm not crossing the road. <laughs> There's the like semi like chicken wing. Oh my god, I love that one. Like God. Oh. Nostalgia. Oh. Another time. Another one's Lamba. Oh no. Labamba. Labamba. Oh my god, that song. Yeah. I love that song. I that song is a good song. Um, okay. And then we'll move on to number nine. Your favorite movie soundtrack and movie score. Eleven out of ten. Yeah, not 11 out of 10. <laughs> 11 out of 10. 
Back and I give it an 11 out of 10. <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. Shrek right. and for the best score, Beauty and the Beast. Because Desi told me to. <laughs> Say Beauty and the Beast and finish, yeah. it, and finish it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you have any other choice though? Like do you have any other preference for it? No, because I try to Google like best scores, right? And there's like Oscar winning scores. And I'm like... Okay, well, well, okay, one second. Did they say 11 out of 10? No. Okay, so no, you should have gone of that. Yesterday. Okay. Oh, you did it yesterday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Beauty um, and the Beast and Shrek for your soundtrack. Yeah. The best soundtrack of Shrek, like, that's the best one. Which ever. one, though? The first or second? Second. Even the first is good, but the yeah. second. No, yeah, the second one is... I mean, it's got bops in. It does. From start to finish. <laughs> no wonder the British make fun of the Americans. Like slaps, bops, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Desi. Um, <laughs> my favorite soundtrack has to be the Mamiya soundtrack. I'm too much of a sucker for ABBA to not put that as my favorite. Which one's your favorite song from it? From the second one. From the second movie, it's either um, what do you call it, Andante, Andante. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one? That's so good. I love that one. Lily James did such an incredible job, like mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. Either that one or Super Trooper. I have, like I just like Super Trooper as a song. Not like, Fernando. I love. I don't know. It's so too many. <laughs> the way that Cher sings Fernando is okay. amazing, and then Andy Garcia oh, is just like standing gold. there, and I'm like, so mad. I got so upset when like so many people were like, oh, like Cher's ruining the movie. I was like, no, how can you hate Queen Cher walking down a staircase in a white pantsuit looking like a queen and just staring at Andrew Garcia and just going, Fernando. I'm like, how do you, how do you not love that? How do you not love that? Like my mother and I got chills. We watched in the theater and I was, we were just like dying. We were dead. We were mm-hmm. deceased. Lost to it. It was just so good. And I remember, like, because when I was younger, I was like, oh, Fernando's definitely for our family because there's nobody else like Fernando. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was, oh, no, I loved it. And Cher's version of it was absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Like, obviously, Wonderful. the first movie was already good on its own, but then the second one just had... It was just different feel to it, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. And then the men just aged so well. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. Honestly, they like, did. Pierce Brosnan deserves a round of applause. I just want to thank his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Say, um, yeah too. Or like Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. You just can't be. Exactly. I can't, I can't really choose from the first or the second one, but I really like um, Come and Get Your Love from the second one and the what was the opening song? Oh, uh, Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Yeah. Sky. Yeah. That, that was, that was so well song. done. That was so well done. Like, I love that one. That sequence was really, really so nicely good. done. So good. Yeah. Uh, for my score, I would say probably the Jurassic Park score. I feel like that's just, it's just a classic. Mm-hmm. Or the Endgame score. That was freaking chills. Yeah. Or just, you know, like, anything by Alan Menken. Good on him. <laughs> He's just hard. I know he does like a lot of like Disney ones too, but I'm just like, you don't just, he makes a lot of classical ones, right? Like, like you just, you grow yeah. up hearing. Yeah. Then we move on to number 10, your favorite era of music. So, you know, like a decade or 
a couple of years where you felt like music was really in its golden age? The 80s. Again, I think it's just because like, so I think the 80s would be my favorite just because I think that the movie soundtracks from back then were really good. Mm-hmm. And the rock music of that time, like the soft rock, just was different, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it was just coming into its being. And rock set, they were a good duo. I want to say that they were a duo. Um, I would say mine would be probably late 80s to early 90s because mm-hmm. that was, I think, where a lot of just like the good real-time music that it's just like it's still relevant today mm-hmm. just came out um i think mostly because that was my introduction to the 80s too because that was most of the songs that my parents would listen to at the time so i think i just have like a soft spot for that just that period because that was what i heard a lot yeah. um i would say that yeah definitely that time and maybe just like the 2010s like from 2010 to like 2014 like yeah like the like, early the first half yeah because I feel like just all artists were just making some bum-ass music. Oh, absolutely. Everybody just loved everything that was Mm -hmm. out. And it was such a great time. Like, everybody just vibed with everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can always go back to that time. And, like, it's not not like, you know, nobody's making good music now. But, like, just, like, for some reason, that whole, like, four years was just, just so well done. Like, everybody was coming out with such wonderful sounds and wonderful music and incredible albums. And it didn't matter what type or genre you were into you liked at least something out of that and like I think everybody just kind of resonated with really well so I like that time too yeah definitely I feel that 2010 to 2012 was like my golden age I loved oh, yeah. like, oh, all the music what I loved in 2012 was the pop anthology of that yeah. year yeah. that oh that was I the can't... greatest one that was the best one. The 2012 one was the best one. Mm-hmm. Nothing came close to that one. I literally know it by heart. It's yeah, it's weird. That one, and I remember listening to the Top of the Pops 2011 edition. Oh that one was insanely good too. I remember he, I think he came out with like a 2010s one this year, but I, mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't listen to it, but I'm just yeah. like, I don't think anything can beat the 2012 one. There was something about it that yeah. everybody loved. Right. And it was the music, I mean, like, all the music in 2012 yeah was and he blended everything good. so well like yeah you, you heard everybody on that it was oh it was so good it was so good yeah all right and then we move on to our final question desi i already see you're you know <laughs> agonizing over this oh. but number 11 your greatest album so it's an album that you can listen to front to back and never get tired of it just means so much to you which album is that? <laughs> See, nothing means so much to me. Like, I won't listen to an album front to back and be like, wow, amazing. You know? But mm-hmm. George Ezra's Staying at Tomorrow is like, I can listen to every song in that and not the entire album. album. Right. That's really nice. Album. That is a great album. I love it. I don't think and Ed Divide, even though that's quite basic, but you know. No, when that album came out, I remember it was incredible. I think that was the first album, one of the first albums I ever listened to front to back. Mm-hmm. That was amazing, though. That was a wonderful choice. Um, I would definitely say Fine Line by Hairstyle. Expected. Expected. Um, you made a choice. I made a choice. It took me a really, really long time, but... I made it. 
Um, I think it took me so long to actually come up with that because I was gonna choose his first album because I oh I I can't skip anything on that song either. But I think the song "Fine Line" was like a deciding factor for me because um, obviously like I've already mentioned that that was a very meaningful song to me. Yeah, and like I know the backstory of him writing the album and like everything that inspired each of the songs and like it's just you go through a whole story with that song with that album like Mm -hmm. there's the watermelon sugar vibe where it's like very happy-go-lucky like you're here for a reason type of thing and then it's like a bad bitch type of phase (laughs) (laughs) you just feel like you own the world when you listen to those type of songs Mm -hmm. and then it's like a existential crisis phase it's like you go through all the emotions and they're also beautifully blended together and like like the first track on the album and the last track on the album also resonate and I'm just like that's just art like it's just put together so beautifully and his mind is incredible his lyrics are fantastic and I have nothing else to say he is he's just a work of art I'm gonna cry let's just move on <laughs> yeah I love it yeah now we can move on we're actually <laughs> at me. the end of the soundtrack of our lives this is it you've made it through the journey um I just want to thank both of y'all for being on here. You're this welcome. Was, oh, this meant us. so much. Yes, oh. thank you for having us and for, for being us. such a good Honestly, host. Honestly, oh yes, you did a good job. Good job, Rylan. You're a good host. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Like you said, you have a very thank good you. host voice. I think that would do. And you just segue things really well. No, I do not. Good segueing. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, honestly, I'll, good on you for starting the podcast. Like, it's a lot to actually go ahead with something like this. From an it is. Like, yeah. like, people could just say some things, but then you actually like, did it, and that's great. Right. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. I was like, an idea is just going to stay an idea unless I, you know, actually execute it. Mm-hmm. And but, I feel like you're such a, like, cool person to, like, do it, just because it's, it's cool. Love it. Thank you both so much. Um, before we actually part ways, I wanted to ask if there was anything that you wanted to promote or just share with our listeners oh so um i live in the uk and i'm an international student here so if you are also an international student in the uk and are getting increasingly annoyed at the way your uni is handling the whole covid situation and your fees especially please hit me up so we can discuss our annoyances and how your uni is dealing with it thank you also i have a food blog page that i um run with my ex flatmate friend well current friend that i run with lucy if you would follow that too it's what's for tea it's a very cute little blog we post like really easy recipes so yeah yeah recipes and reviews and all that kind of stuff it's pretty sick there's nothing much that i'm working on right now but um two of my friends and i in the social program here wanted to kind of jumpstart an idea for an NGO because um well I'm an international student obviously in Toronto and they're both immigrants and we just kind of wanted to do something where we could kind of gather and just talk about the experiences of immigrants and like students of like children of immigrants or like international Mm -hmm. students in general and like just what they face like coming to such a different culture and such such a different lifestyle than where they would back home Um, And we just kind of want to touch every sort of aspect of it, like in terms of mental health or microaggressions in racism or financial health, like financial struggle, like whatever it may be. Um, Rylan mentioned that he's going to put our 
like Instagrams and stuff down. So if you yes. have a story, if you're in North America or just anything that you've experienced, like we want to hear it. And I would love to talk to you about it and see how comfortable we are starting up a conversation like that. We might have, like hopefully if it jumpstarts as well as we want it to, um, we would hold panels and just like, just give you a platform to share your story no matter what it is. And um, yeah, if there's any, anything you want to share, we want to hear it. Beautiful. I love it. I mean, speaking as an immigrant myself, it's so great that that's happening that I hope you can, you get to discuss all these things with different people yeah. and, you know, hear their stories and probably get something going with that. An idea will stay an idea until you start something. We have to like build it up right now because we need testimonies and people to talk to. So if you have anything to say, please message me. I definitely want to hear it. And uh, yeah, it'd be great. Very cool. Well, thank you both again. Um, this has been a wonderful, enlightening time. Thank you. Uh, yeah, this is, this is just so much fun hanging out with oh, you two. And to our listeners as well, thank you all so much for listening and supporting this podcast. Um, I love you all. You can listen to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, you like it and follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Even leave a review if you're so inclined. Because I would love to hear what you have to say. And not if it's bad. Not if it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Only if it's good. But this is the end of the soundtracks of our lives right now. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.